0: The cat sat on the (laughs) We'll be right back. Hi, you. Happy to have you listening to my podcast, End of the Night, which features insightful conversations with fellow wedding industry pros. If we haven't met yet, I'm Cassie Anderson, owner and creative director of Cassie Rose Events, a luxury wedding planning firm based in Michigan with a special knack for transforming spaces into unexpected destinations. End of the Night is my love letter to the hospitality industry and my simple way of introducing fellow creatives while giving you a peek behind the curtain. Today, we have a front row seat to the delicate design of line bridal made by meredith Steckline. her bridal line pun fully intended is for the every woman her designs are handcrafted to outlast trends so brides can rewear it long after they say i do line is on its way to becoming a household name in bridal fashion and it is a true pleasure to share some of her story enjoy
1: from new york city to sun valley idaho Tell me about this trajectory. Tell me how this past year has just changed things for line. Well, the wedding
2: industry took a huge hit, like a lot of industries. And I had been in New York for 10 years and I immediately knew things were going to be bad. I just had a feeling it was going to be so much worse than, you know, two weeks of working from home. I just decided to close my studio. And so one week turned into two weeks, into three weeks. And and here we are. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. And I decided to come out to Idaho. My family has a ranch out here. It felt like a really nice remote place and something I needed versus New York City. Yeah. That was my silver lining of the pandemic. It gave me this business break to reassess what has worked, what hasn't worked, where I want to be, and figure it out without this, like, pressure of editors and buyers being like, what's going on? You know, stores being like, where's this new collection? Yeah. Line has always been complicated because I say it's a ready to wear approach to bridal. But technically, when I launched, it wasn't quote-unquote ready-to-wear because everything was still made to order. My ready-to-wear approach is more the design aesthetic of it. It's more laid back. There are pieces that they are elevated enough for your wedding day, but I like to think that they are pieces you can incorporate back into your closet and wear again. So a lot of my styles are, you know, I have Slip dresses, or pantsuits, or jumpsuits, or column gowns. You know, if I have a dress that has a train, it's, it can be cut off and either made into like a midi dress, or just you know, floor length gown that can either be dyed or worn again with like a jean jacket or a blazer. And so I like the idea that you can like relive that wedding day memory because at the end of the day, I'm a strong believer that like the wet it's not about the dress, like it's about the experience that <gasps> yes, everyone has. It's not <laughs>
1: about the dress. Says the dress design. Says the dressmaker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell me I really, more
2: about that. <laughs> it's about like the dress should be you should feel so comfortable in the dress. You're not even worried about the angle it's being shot or how you look in this way. You know, you want to feel I want my brides to feel like themselves and I want them to feel like they can live in the moment of the day and not be worried about like, how is this going to look in photos? Or does my
1: butt look big? Am I going to be able to sit down?
2: Yeah, I want them to feel like themselves and like that be their last worry is the dress. And so I don't want the dress to be the statement. And, you know, I want it to feel elevated and effortless, but more than anything, like the bride.
1: Do you feel like this approach to bridal attracts a different bride than, than (laughs) than the made to order
2: experience? For sure. I have brides that wear line gowns for their actual walk down the aisle wedding day. Then I also have brides that will wear it for the rehearsal dinner and then have yeah. like an amazing yeah. like Carolina Herrera or Oscar de la Renta, like a really beautiful statement yeah. gown. And to me, it's just an honor to be like sitting next to those designers or just like to be included in, you know, with, with Vera and Carolina Herrera and Oscar, like that they would wear a line dress alongside of that yeah yeah and and I like designing things and I'm finding fabrics I fall in love with and trims that get me so excited and an entire dress is built around a trim and I love that I get to carry these styles over. They're not just in for one season and the next season they're out. It's not a trend. They're timeless. And there's something that, you know, I, I have brides asking me for pieces from several collections ago and it might not be something like fabric might be different or it might be you know, a different trim, but I love that. I love that. Like I don't have to let go
1: of all the things that I, I've designed and that I love. <laughs> one of the things that you and I have talked about before that I find so fascinating and I know... So little about. Like from a production side, like you've come up with the pattern and the design, and now it's in somebody else's hands to sew. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's so many different like like you have a special factory that cuts all of your fabric. And then that fabric has to go to the factory that actually sews it. There's so many steps in in the production line of, you know, design to finish garment. It is all about relationships. And that's what makes it tricky. That's
1: just fascinating because I've never thought about it with fashion
2: you think from the outside fashion is so glamorous, but really I'm five years into my business and I'm still running around the garment district with like rolls of fabric and like emergency linings because the one we ordered isn't working with the fabric and finding an extra zipper because production is held up because we're short one zipper. And
1: Oh yeah. Well, that's like us, right? Everyone thinks being an event planner is like you're JLo with your headset when really you're like yeah. sweating and schlepping <laughs> <No>. chairs and <laughs> you know like doing all the yeah you're steaming linens and like doing all the non-glamorous things so that it can be glamorous for everybody else who's who's attending yeah, yeah. one of the things that we've talked about before a focal point for you which I think is really awesome accessibility of your brand for a wider range of potential brides. Yes. Shopping for wedding gowns can sometimes be really stressful for brides. And it can be something where like they don't feel welcome or they feel uncomfortable or not fancy enough or whatever it might be. And a commitment that you have as a company to changing that or or sort of changing people's perceptions of that experience.
2: Yeah, no, it was really important for me to have a price point, especially for my design approach. Most of my pieces, they range from like twelve fifty to twenty eight fifty and it was so important to me to stay in that quote unquote accessible price point for bridal. Sure. But this is where things got tricky for me because I really straddled the line of like ready to wear and bridal. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was always a conversation of like, well, do you want to sit in ready-to-wear trunk shows or do you want to sit in bridal mm. trunk shows? And it's like, well, why can't I sit in both? Yeah. I didn't want to be just bridal and I didn't want to just be ready to wear. And so then came the tricky part of in bridal. I am quote unquote, accessible pricing. Whereas in ready to wear, I'm luxury pricing. Oh, interesting, right? For just a white dress or a white jumpsuit being twelve fifty or eighteen fifty is considered luxury. I want to be accessible to like everyone. I think there's so many women out there that are line women. You know, they want to feel like themselves on their wedding day, but they want to have a dress that is still like that bridal experience. It's something I've struggled with to have healthy margins and keep my business afloat, but also be at a price point. And that's why I'm so excited about finally being able to figure out the numbers and have. I'm doing very small production runs right now. I just finished my first of my bestseller, which is the Wool Button Front Mini. It's a great piece for a civil ceremony or an elopement or a rehearsal dinner. I've almost sold through all of it. Oh, that's awesome. The best part was that I was able to get it down from $1,850 to under $1,200.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
2: I know that is still an expensive piece for a lot of women. Sure. But what I like feel helps justify the cost is that is something that you could wear to a brunch or you could wear on your to an anniversary dinner the next year. I mean, as a shopper, I always think about cost per wear. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, it yeah. justifies the buy. <laughs> and so, but I love getting messages from clients being like, oh, here's a picture of my husband and I, I wore this my anniversary dinner. Oh, I love that. It makes me so happy that the piece has extended wear and it, it's, you know, they're able to relive that memory. There is such a missed market for bridal that is like, accessible and wearable and, you know, interchangeable. No one's out there doing what what I'm seeing is needed, and if they have done it, they're not doing it in the way that I would do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. That's what launched line, but I'm really excited about this next chapter. So what's next? What's on the horizon? You know, we'll see what happens next. But I'm excited to have a few retailers on board for carrying inventory. We're all coming out of the pandemic slowly, but Mm -hmm. it's looking really positive. The capability to grow in the way that I've wanted to grow and at the price point that is available to women that all over. It's not just a New York City gal that can come yeah. into the store or my old studio and have a fitting and try and a dress. I'm excited to have returns. Like that was a big thing. You know, if you bought a line piece, you couldn't return it because everything was made to order. And now we're doing returns and exchanges. And I'm really excited about that. I want it to be accessible to everyone. I want a gal in Idaho and I want a gal in Texas. Maybe a gal in Michigan, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. To be able, he, she also, you know, anyone, I want, I want, absolutely I want line to be available to everyone to wear for their day. And it's, I don't want it to be this, you know, an exclusive, you can only fly to New York to try it on. And I'm hoping that line becomes a household name in the bridal world. I think it will. I think it's already on its way. It's a it's bit, bit tricky. The whole line, people always mispronounce it. I wish. Well, I that's why
1: we're, we're verbal now. <laughs> I'll, you know. We'll make sure that we say it multiple times. Line. Line. You have a, I, line. I, I, I loved
2: it because it was one half of my last name. And in German, which my, my last name is German, line means flax and flax makes linen. So there's, you know, the fabric angle. But then I also like this was a play on a clothing line.
1: Yeah, it's perfect. It's so perfect. I love it. Awesome things are happening with line. And I'm so excited that we were able to learn more about it today. And this has been such a blast. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you so much
0: for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to End of the Night. You can follow along with Line on Instagram at at line underscore studio, as well as Meredith's Ranching Adventures in Idaho via her personal page at Meredith Steckline. And if you love this episode, please rate and review on Apple and Spotify. Plus, you can read even more about our guests by visiting CassieRoseEvents.com and clicking Tune In. See you next time.